Hi, everyone. Welcome back to In Her Words. Um, and today we have a special guest and her name Kez. Kez, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Kezia and I'm the founder of The Black Narrative, um, model, content creator, um, and big fan of Tandem. So. <laughs> <laughs> So Kezia and I have known each other for some time now, but this um, podcast came about because a few years ago, which is kind of crazy, um, when I started in her words, I asked her to, because of a post that you had posted, um, speak about body positivity and the things that we as women go through about our bodies. And mm-hmm. Kez sent me a video which I didn't post which is kind of crazy two years ago in 2020 yeah speaking about body positivity and how she feels and I don't even think she remembers what she said so I'm just gonna play the video for her I cannot and <laughs> I know I'm gonna be deeply deeply embarrassed <laughs> and cringing you're not you're not and let's run the tapes <laughs> okay let's let's roll it let's roll it no let's more run the tapes <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I need to share my screen. Wow, wow, Tundal. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> let me share on. Okay, wait, let me pause it. Okay, I'm going to share it now So for you kids. <laughs> you <were> like, <laughs> all right, let's play. Hi, Lara Woman. My name is Kezia, and I've been invited by Tando to talk about um, self-love and um, I guess kind of body positivity in this current age. Um, So I don't know, I guess I'll start off a little bit about me. Uh, My name is Kezia. I'm originally from Cameroon and Congo um, and I'm 22 years old and born and raised in London my whole life. And uh, basically, I guess this video is the product of um, an Instagram post that I made a couple of weeks ago where I talked about my own personal hangouts with my body and kind of whatever insecurities that I was experiencing, specifically kind of the fact that I don't like my arms um, and I don't really like my boobs either, but kind of also reinforcing the, the message that it's okay to not like yourself all the time and I think that often in this kind of era of body posy and we're seeing all the hashtag body posy this and that and to love yourself and to all of those messages which are great messages but I think also kind of fail to address the everyday realities of being comfortable with oneself and you know, it it doesn't really accurately capture the journey that that is. You know, this body posy, love yourself, is presented as like, you know, an end product as opposed to a journey, as opposed to something that, you know, varies over time. Sometimes you feel great about your body, sometimes you don't feel great about your body. And the message that I kind of wanted to um, really kind of hammer home was that, you know, it's okay to not like yourself all the time. Um, But the really important thing, I guess the key thing 
to your self-love and to your self-confidence is the belief that, you know, as an individual, as the person that you are, you are worthy of love, you are worthy of respect, you are worthy to be valued, um, you are worthy to be seen no matter what your body looks like. And I think that once people are able to establish that sentiment, once people are able to kind of frame things in that way, the journey to love and self-acceptance becomes a lot healthier um, because there isn't this this pressure and you're not you're not frustrated with yourself on the days that you don't feel as good and that you're not feeling yourself as much. Um, so yeah. And I guess a really good kind of place to also um, start would be with my own journey to self-love. I think that's um, something I'd like to talk about today. So for me, um, growing up, I've always been a pretty regular sized person. Um, I wouldn't say I was like skinny, but I wouldn't say I was plus size. I was very much kind of in the middle. Um, And I guess that meant that, you know, I had my own insecurities like everyone else, but I never really felt that my insecurities were, you know, as serious potentially as other people's or, you know, as as, as kind of life-altering or life-impacting as um, they might be for other people. Um, however, you know, I did experience them, and I think my insecurities were mainly to do with my face, for a long time, I didn't like how my face looked. I thought, you know, my face is too round. It's not nice and chiseled and model-esque and all of those types of things. And I don't know why I felt that way because I look back at pictures and I'm like, I actually looked fine. Like, I looked like a normal teenager. Um, but I just wasn't happy. And I think that probably stemmed from insecurities do with my myself as an individual I think that's kind of what my journey has been like insecurities that stemmed from sort of like my personality and who I was as a person and what I wanted to achieve and xyz I think those ended up manifesting into physical insecurities so um kind of from the age of 11 I began to suffer with like self-esteem and um you know I've been a perfectionist my whole life so like if things didn't happen exactly the way I wanted exactly at the time that I wanted like perfectly it would destroy me and it would really really cause me a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety um And, you know, I just had all these feelings of not being good enough, not being adequate enough, not being smart enough, not being talented enough, whatever have you kind of things beyond the physical. But I think that as I got older and as I became a teenager, those um, insecurities of the self, of the person became um, physical insecurities. And I think it's also important for us to think about the link between, um, you know, in, it's insecurities to do with ourselves as, as as human beings with emotions and feelings and desires and aspirations and how sometimes those can translate also into physical um, insecurities where we kind of pinpoint specific things about our bodies that we don't like because I think the root and the basis of it is common you know it's just a, de- a general d- dissatisfaction with the self um, it's just you know 
it's it's whatever it is it's a feeling of inadequacy it's a feeling of not being good enough whether that's being good enough you know as an intelligent feeling sentient person or being good enough in terms of your body meeting a certain standard um so that was kind of my experience and then when I became a teenager it got to the point where I couldn't even I couldn't even go to bed without taking off my makeup. Like I wear makeup during the day. And then because I felt so much better wearing the makeup and because I, I think I created some sort of dependency with makeup and how it would make me look or how it would change my face that I'd often go to bed wearing the makeup and I just would refuse to take it off. And then, you know, we start again the next day, which is very bad for your skin. And I'm actually very lucky that the genetics pulled through and I wasn't, you know, nothing kind of major happened um, to my skin as a result. But that's definitely, you know, an indication that something was very wrong if I felt so insecure that even to go to bed, like I couldn't do it without, you know, makeup. It sounds, it even sounds crazy to me thinking about it now. But I think um, in terms of how I've been able to move forward and how I've been able to sort of develop my confidence, um, I think I kind of had to think about what really matters um, and I think also, you know, like I said, the kind of previous links that I established between, um, you know, the insecurities about who you are as a person manifesting into physical insecurities. Um, I think as I grew up and I became a, a, a young woman with my own ideas and my own convictions and my own opinions and passions about things, and as, a, as I became more certain and cemented in those things, um, and you know, a bit more confident about who I was as a person and my abilities as a person, my physical insecurities kind of went, you know, away with it. And it, there wasn't that level of dependency on makeup or anything like that. And um, I don't know, I think just over time, you just come to appreciate what is more natural. And I think as you become older, you understand how, transient and how fleeting these trends are with regards to bodies um with regards to women's makeup with regards to just the physical image of the woman um it is yeah it's something that has just changed so much over time and you know nowadays it's the sort of you know tiny waist big bum big thighs that is on trend whereas in the early 2000s it was relatively like slim girls that we were seeing in music videos um you know back in the 50s and 60s you more curvaceous women were in trend even across cultures um the tastes vary certain cultures prefer bigger women prefer curvier women some cultures prefer slimmer women and i think it just kind of got to a point where i realized that actually I just need to focus on being the best version of myself, whatever that looks like physically or just, you know, emotionally, internally, in terms of me as a person. Um, because these things are so fleeting and I can't, I can't live to satisfy a world that has so much variation that varies and that changes so much with across time and space. Um, you know, you'll kill yourself if you're trying to keep up with that kind of thing. So, um, that's kind of the realization that I came to. And that's kind of how I was able to, I think that's how I was able to kind of come out of this and develop a better and more healthier and 
stable sense of what it means to love yourself and what it means to accept your body and um yeah i think it's done <laughs> that was so interesting to revisit because i actually i still agree with a lot of what i said um but it's it was interesting to revisit because recently i have like struggled a lot with like my body image really? um i felt very like yeah like i've not been loving my body very recently and like especially earlier on in the year i had put on quite a bit of weight as well and you know i'm now 24 i'm approaching like my mid-20s these are very this is a very normal thing to happen but it was just very disorienting for me um and i feel like this was a very good reminder to kind of apply the things that I was saying. So that's also another reason why it's, it's interesting and good to revisit this. Um, but yeah, um, I started to, it's like, even though I have kind of experienced like a new set of insecurities or something like different, I think it's also to do with like the stage of life that I'm at because I was 22, I was still like a student. You're still like young I'm living at home and, and then I've kind of entered this phase in my life where I feel like I've just started like my proper adulthood at 24 um and kind of establishing I feel like as I said then I had it I still do have a good sense of like my identity and the things that I'm interested in and passionate about but that was as a 22 year old and then I now have to sort of refigure that out as now like someone who now has to take charge of their life as an adult um and that's kind of the transition period that i'm that i'm in so there was quite a lot of like instability and i feel like that kind of relates to like the instability that i was feeling kind of within myself then also triggering my body's also changing mm -hmm. i don't like this but i will say that again as i said i did agree with a lot of the things i said back then and especially in the in the thinking of like, okay, I need to look, well, no, I don't need to look, but I would like to look what is best for myself. And I'm, I'm, I don't know, like, I'm my own goals, but like <laughs> yes. whatever I can achieve, like for, for me, whatever produces the best outcome for me based on me and not based on anything external. So I've been like starting to go to the gym and start working <laughs> out. I hate it. I hate it. Girl, same. <laughs> I hate it, but it has made me feel like a lot. It has made me feel better. And I think it's starting to, um, I guess, kind of the discipline, the perseverance that you, have to, that you have to display when you're in the gym, excuse me. Um, I feel like that has, I'm seeing like a sprouting of the potential for that to apply in other areas of my life. Um yeah yeah that's interesting um but oh yeah honestly a lot of what i said i still you know uh, agree with and very much feel it's just having to learn how to kind of reapply that as now an adult i know like 22 you think yeah you're already an adult like, i did not feel like an adult then like i did not i and even me looking back on 22 year old me is like this is not an adult like it's still very much a young girl <laughs> <laughs> um and it's only literally now like in the last maybe like six months or so that I feel like I've really entered adulthood and that I can really um 
yeah, that, that I'm really like establishing my identity like as a young adult. So yeah. I think it's interesting because I when you first sent me obviously the video, which was like two years ago, um, I was like, Kezia, and I've always thought this about you, obviously, that Kezia has a such a great sense of herself and being such a young woman at 22 and speaking the way you spoke about yourself and how you've seen your body image and you know how you've recognized that on the inside when when things on the inside is not working out it reflects and you nitpick the outside because you can't pinpoint on the inside that oh, okay i'm feeling a bit insecure you can but it's 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 a bit different but then um but when you, when you can see something you can be like oh it's because of that if i could just fix mm-hmm. that because you're already in the mindset of like there's things that I don't like about myself. You're already within that mindset. So, you know, and especially nowadays, we're constantly in front of mirrors, you know, we're very much concerned with our appearance. So the more you're spending time inside yourself being like, ah, I don't like this, or this is wrong, or this is wrong, and these things are happening, you know, and looking at yourself and you're like, and then this is what I look like. Yeah. Yeah, it can get a lot sometimes. And I really thought that was really interesting that you could add, I know you were like, oh, she was just such a girl. <laughs> <laughs> she was such a girl. Firstly, this is our first look back at the past, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> but even when I looked at it, because I've been thinking about it for like a really long time, and I told you I've had this video for a long time, and I was like, "Kiz, what, what should I do it? Should I just post it?" And my mom's like, "Remember when you um asked Kizzy to do that video? Why don't you post it?" And I was like. <laughs> Um, no, your mom dragging me. Mother <laughs> <laughs> dragging me, and I was like, oh, I don't know. "Should I ask Kezia to do it?" And then she's like, "Yeah, definitely." And and I thought it was just so interesting that a young woman, and I watched it again, obviously, and I was like, "A young woman, a twenty-two, a twenty-two girl." I was just like, mm, "I'm so skinny right now. I look so good. No one cares." <laughs> <laughs> but you could pinpoint things that obviously you had been through and. It's different when you live, I think, in South Africa and then when you're in the UK also. You know, beauty standards in Europe and in Africa, it's kind of different because mm-hmm. it's not that different But because you do get a worldview, but it's different when yeah. you see every day look like you but then majority of people who don't look like you. I think it's also mm-hmm. a thing. Um, so I, I get that in the sense that it's something that you'd probably have to struggle with also because a lot of what your surrounds doesn't look like when you were here. Yeah. You saw yourself or you, people that look like you all the time. For sure. You. And I think also with us, I mean, probably similarly in South Africa, because there's such like a, there's the, the wide range of like body types, especially depending on like, I mean, even within different races, mm-hmm. the body types vary and stuff, but also, you know, living in London, it's literally a melting pot. It's so many different cultures, so many different experiences. So, and you're going to know people from, I mean, you're going to know people from all sorts of different backgrounds. And then you're like, oh, well, should I look like what they like? Or should I look like what they like? And it can be like a really confusing um, experience. And like, you're kind of worried about all of these externals and then you kind of struggle to kind of bring it back to yourself and be like, but I can, I can do what's best for me. Like, you kind of almost forget that's an option. Yeah. And I can look like what is best for me kind of thing. That's true, because, as you said, in South Africa, it is a melting pot, but in South Africa, the common body goal is being light. Yeah, I mean, if I say 
<laughs> describe to me a South African girl to a guy on the road here right now. He's going to be like, yeah, she's got a skinny waist. She's got a big butt. Da, 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 da. Like very much that. And I can imagine, especially like the pressure that a lot of, um, especially like black South African girls who don't necessarily fit that body type, um, how you must feel. Cause it's like, oh, well, this is what you're supposed to look like. This is what you're known to look like. And you don't look like that. Um, yeah, I can imagine that to be like quite a tough experience for sure. It probably is. I mean, I probably fit the body type to be honest, but <laughs> you know, it probably, and which is also comes, it's a double edged sword with it because you look a certain way and it's, it's great, but no one is trying to get to know your personality. You're just supposed to stand and shut Yeah, up. that's the difficulty. It's like, even with like, even if you do fit a certain like that that standard, yeah. I feel like you're still you're still also likely or still susceptible to deal with a lot of emotional turmoil because you're kind of like, well, no one's looking kind of more internally or no one kind of cares about what I think or about what I feel or what I have to say kind of thing. And that, I think that can be like probably quite a frustrating experience and it's like well do I then morph into this character that people are perceiving me to be based on like what my body looks like like is it difficult to kind of stand your ground and like remain in who you are but then also deal with the possibility that like a lot of people won't care to kind of find out um yeah I it, I think it's just that's that's also like another thing that I've realized like everyone is going for it like <laughs> And I think we say this to ourselves, but we don't like really deep it. Like everybody is miserable. Yes. The person who is the hottest person on the planet is also dealing with some level of emotional turmoil or insecurity, or just there's something like within themselves that they are not content with. And I think when you realize that, I think it also kind of makes it easier for you to face your front and focus on your well-being because you're like you're not saying there's not like an external standard that you're meeting because everyone is going through it like the hottest girl's going through it you know the, the hottest guy is going through it the person who looks like they have everything is also going through it um so yeah for me at least I found that like that makes it a lot easier to just be like facial front and focus on you know doing what makes sense for you um but again that's also very difficult it's not as I as I said before it's not like a end destination is something that you have to keep kind of drumming into yourself and keep repeating to yourself and even like for me when I have certain thoughts like that I literally have to have like a conversation with myself where like this thought will pass my head I'm like and I have to be like no like this isn't necessarily true you don't know this person's life you're seeing a snapshot of them you don't wake up with their thoughts you don't go to sleep with their thoughts you know this is like we just don't know like it's a good thing like we just don't know everything about everyone's life um and we're comparing knowing the entirety of ourselves to someone's kind of brief snapshot on instagram or on twitter and it's not a fair comparison to make so yeah and i'm glad you touched on that because i mean we're all human at the end of the day we all have the same insecure, not the same insecurities. We all have some sort of insecurities that we have to overcome Definitely. at the end of the day, and it's just great to see, it, to remind you as well <laughs> of the amazing young woman that you are. And you know, we 
you're so hard on yourself. You really are hard on yourself. But ma'am, you're a model <laughs> and a girl who went to. Should I say it? Am I allowed to say it? Did I go? A law school baddie. Oh yeah, yeah, I am. I hated it, but I did it. Yeah. She's a law school baddie, you know, and yeah. you are just one of the most people that who has such an open and giving heart and i i am so it was such a privilege to get to know you i mean i didn't get to spend as much time with you as everyone because i was writing and stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm just so privileged to have met someone like you and continue you so to watch you grow and i'm just like oh my gosh kids is doing so well i'm so proud of her and yeah i can't wait to see what kids does when she's 25 maybe we'll have like another one like in two years time like yeah how do you feel about oh, knocking on 30 how does your 30s feel like you know so yeah we, we don't know it's also it's just crazy like because like you it's like the things that you've said but then i feel like in terms of the insecurities that i've dealt with recently i felt like a lot of it has been like potential kind of unfulfilled and I'm kind of like, kind of trying to like reckon with that, but then also, okay, this is how I feel, but I can do something about it. Okay, so I feel like I haven't fulfilled potential or there's just some things that were kind of missing. So it's time to now kind of tap into that and see where, what can we do? What do you want to do? What do you feel kind of passionate about and kind of rediscovering that and seeing how I'm going to like apply that. And, you know, I have de- ideas. There's so many things that I want to do. Um, but I think it's just a matter of like pushing aside those doubts, kind of like you were saying earlier before, pushing aside those doubts and um, just really kind of being, I have too much shame. That's one thing I say all the time. People who, I feel like people who are getting like ahead in life are people who are very unabashed in their you know, they're like, this is me. This is what I'm doing. Even if I'm not like, even if I'm not there yet, I'm speaking it. I'm this, I'm that. Like I very much struggle to be like, even when I was like, oh, I'm a model. I'm like, Am I, I haven't modeled in a while. Am I still? Mm-mm-mm. But people are very kind of unabashed and just unapologetic. And they're like, this is what I do. This is who I am. This is who I'm saying I am. Even if I'm not that person right now, I'm going to be that person. And like, they actively kind of, I feel like in doing that, it helps them kind of just push and work towards it. And just kind of just not having any shame, any reservations. I'm always like, oh, but you know, but I'm embarrassed. But yeah. so very much trying to get out of that. Um, but yeah, that's just I feel like that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. So hopefully in our catch up to two years time, I'll be like, yeah, you know, I did these things, but I was feeling like this, but I was able to overcome that and do X Y Z X Y Z. So and I think also a big part of that should be revisiting some of the things that I did before. And some of those previous passions. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm gonna where I'm gonna take things. I wanna say this to you. Um, you are and I know like we, we had had spoken about the whole door thing before in our own private conversations and you mm-hmm. not fully being sure about that journey. And I think as someone who I really I think I don't like talking about this, but I think it's a big thing that I should, and I end up talking about it is like my accounting journey. And I think, you know, some of it, you know, some of it. And it's just like, I get you when you talk about the shame of like, oh my gosh, I didn't fulfill that journey. And you start to think less of yourself because 
with me, mm. it's the same. Like, because you wanted it at one point, right? Exactly. And um, I wanted it. I wanted to be an accountant. I think I had this conversation with our latest podcast about grieving the career that you wanted. And yeah. <laughs> I think you should you should allow yourself to grieve that part of yourself if it's mm-hmm. something that you want to grieve. Because a lot of the times, because it's also something very comfortable to you, right? Um, it's like, okay, I can do law. I can do it. I can. So maybe let me just go back to it. But sometimes it's just not what you want. Or it doesn't resonate with who Kezia is at the moment. But because mm-hmm. you're so afraid of taking the next leap into this journey, um, you're not allowing yourself and you may be holding on or clutching onto something that you've probably outgrown as a person. And that is okay. Yeah. Allow like, yourself to grieve, kids. Like, yeah, that's definitely that resonating because I think, yeah, I did have that moment where I really grieved it. But then also it's like, well, I attached kind of so much emotionally on like meeting this goal or achieving this thing. And then I didn't. And then you're kind of like, okay, but then who, you kind of like, I, I feel like I had to kind of rediscover myself and be like, okay, so this didn't happen. Why didn't this happen? Like, who am I as a person? What is it that, is there something that maybe I'm meant to do elsewhere? Or And and then kind of like, in terms of like, kind of practically and materially, I see things that kind of wouldn't have happened in the way that they have if I had gone down, down that road. And I feel like they're, they're kind of like, it's like the foundation of things that I needed to kind of take me to the next place kind of thing. So I've come to that place of like acceptance, but I think I was, and I still am a little bit in that space of like, okay, figuring out, okay, so who am I going to be? Who am I right now? Who am I going to be? What does that look like? And what am I going to do with that? And so you know what, I think that's what we're figuring out right now. <laughs> you know what, Kes? You don't have to figure it all out right now. That's that's also true. That's the like I can give myself some time to just actually just chill and and I think that's kind of what I've been doing. Like I was like, okay, let me just get some downtime. Like I've got a new job, I've moved into my apartment, I'm evolving into this new stage of adulthood. Let me find my feet here first. Yeah. And then anything I need to kind of visit and think about and kind of reflect on, I can do that at a later time. And that's that that's another thing. Like you feel like because so much so many things are moving around you and someone's doing this and someone's doing that and even seeing people achieve goals that you wanted to achieve yeah you're thinking i'm running out of time i don't have time there's like and it's again the same thing with kind of facing your front that's still a snapshot of someone's life they might have achieved that goal and are still feeling deeply dissatisfied within themselves yeah. whereas for me i'm feeling like i'm building a more rounded and holistic kind of like i feel good in myself it's not just i just have a like this this really good job but it's like, I have a good job. I have a good home. I feel good within myself. And that's kind of what I'm building. There's still like some missing pieces there, but we're going to fill them. We'll fill them eventually. And I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself, like to think, I need to do this now. I need to do this now. I need to do this now. So yeah, I think that's where we're at, you know. I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you just by the way. <laughs> and I just want I'm you very to... very shy. Like, I can't accept the compliments, so. Ma'am, <laughs> you are beautiful and I'm <laughs> proud of you and you're doing a great job. Like, and I just want you to be kinder to yourself, kids. You're kind to everyone else. Just be kinder to yourself. Like, take care of Kezia. Like, she is the num- the person you have to live with forever. <laughs> the only Literally. one. 
Literally. Literally. So I have to make it a good time for me. Like I can't, and that's for everyone else who might be watching this. Like literally, like Tando said, you are the only person that you're going to be with forever. Like don't make that time hell for yourself. Yeah. Make it good. Make it worthwhile. It's going to be difficult at times, but kind of like try to move with the hope that things will be better. Like there'll always be a better time than the time that you're in right now. There might be a worse time, but then there's going to be a better time than the worst time. So there's always a better time to look forward to, no matter what the circumstances might be. So, yeah. Thank you so much for your time, kids. I know we we struggled to get here. Really did. <laughs> we we had a whole oof, technical Ooh, technology. Like it was hard, <laughs> but it we got hard. here. And yeah. I'm so happy that we did. We managed to get here because <laughs> I mean, I recording something by yourself. It's cute or whatever, but I like talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally a pleasure. So thank you so much for, for having me on. And um, yeah, I just hope that whoever's watched this has felt like a little bit more inspired or a little bit like, you know, you don't have to say that, you know, things are 100%, this is amazing, but you just feel like, okay, there's a bit of hope. There's somewhere to move forward to from this point. So yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And thank you. So and we've just come to the conclusion that it's always an inside job before it's always before it's an outer job. Yeah. So that's where we are. Thank you so much for joining us, Kez. And we're looking forward to seeing you next two years. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do this again. (laughs) Will we do this again? listening to in her words working conversations by women we hope this episode has inspired you and brought you closer to the woman you are trying to become